I'm Matt McClellan, and welcome to the Grower Radio Network. I'm here today with Dr. Kim Williams, Professor of Greenhouse Management with Kansas State University. Welcome, Kim. Thanks. It's great to be here. Now, Kim's going to be uh, speaking at Cultivate 14 on the topic of organic fertilizers, successfully making the switch. And today, uh, she's agreed to give us a preview of her talk. So, uh, Kim, can you tell us briefly about the uh, the trials that were performed there and uh, what type of plants were tested with these uh, organic fertilizers? Well, we've done research at Kansas State University over the last half decade or so with organic nutrient sources to produce potted crops like poinsettias and bedding plants like impatiens, as well as in hydroponic systems to produce crops like lettuce and basil. How well the organic nutrient sources work depends on which production system, trial, and products we talk specifically about. Um, but a strategy that we're finding has a lot of potential with potted crops is pre-plant amendment with a consistent, slow-release organic nutrient source, followed by some sort of soluble feed applied a month or so into the crop production cycle. From our research, I'd also recommend avoiding organics that lack consistency from batch to batch, like random compost and animal byproducts, for example, and instead look at using some of the uniform products where the manufacturers use really consistent and repeatable processes with tight formulation specifications. Because if this is done, then what you learn from one crop cycle will be more repeatable with the next. Okay. Very interesting. So uh, what type of products uh, were part of the, uh, the trials and that were uh, categorized as organic? Well, we've used a, a wide range of, of materials. We've used things like just straight bone meal and a range of, of compost. And we've also used just some of the, the products that are coming into the market that are um, formulated with, you know, really tight specifications. Like um, there's a sustain uh, turkey litter compost, some uh, verdanta fertilizers that are that consist of of a, a wide range of, of waste products from um, the food streams, but the formulations are, are really tight. Traditional organic fertilizers are things like bone meal, feather meal, alfalfa meal, and compost. And then you have liquids like fish emulsions and hydrolysates. Um, but today, the, the organic fertilizers that are produced under those tight specifications uh, or are a composite of products of several materials from the waste streams of plant and animal processing are really consistent from batch to batch. So we've worked with a wide range of them, and we really like the consistency of the results that we get from um, the fertilizers that are really consistent from uh, one bag to the next, so to speak. Okay. So what would you say that growers really need to know before they make the switch to an organic fertilizer program? Well, they need to know that the nutrient release from the organics is going to be different and that they're probably going to need to more intensively manage that nutrient management program compared to what they're used to with conventional fertilizers. So they should begin by, first of all, just in the planning stage, making sure that all of the essential plant nutrients are provided in about the right amounts somewhere in their nutrient management program, whether it's from their water source or their pre-plant nutrient amendments in the root medium or with the fertilizers that they apply, either you know as solids or as liquids, as soluble feed during the production cycle. And you know while that sounds really obvious, it actually can be surprisingly tricky to, to pull off. Growers should start small 
and scale up as they optimize rates of fertilizer application. And then, you know, during this process with small trials, they're, they're learning how the organics are going to release nutrients. And growers should also plan to monitor plant and root medium nutrient status a lot more closely as they get started and as they get used to using organics. Okay, very good tips. So how does cost factor into the decision to switch? Well, cost has to factor in, um, you know, along with things like convenience and ease of use. And, and, you know, convenience and ease of use in the end are related to things like labor costs. Um, But there are a lot of factors driving interest in using organic fertilizers. And I think one of them is that there's a lot of consumer interest in more sustainable production practices. And as we see reduced availability of conventional nutrient sources that are mined, for example, with with um, you know increasing uh, limitations on their availability, we see we're starting to see increasing costs of, of using even traditional fertilizers. But you know there are other potential advantages of using organics, such as the diverse microbial populations that they support in the root medium, which can um, translate to some. Uh, plant health benefits. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much uh, for your time today, Kim. My pleasure. And if you'd like to know more, uh, you can attend her session that she'll be uh, giving with Neil Masson from Cornell University as well. Uh, And that's at Cultivate 14. And the session, the first session will be on Saturday, July 12th, uh, 1 p.m. to 2.15 p.m. And it will be repeated on Monday. Uh, Thanks again, Kim, for appearing on the Grower Radio Network. Thanks for asking me, Matt.